The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... on wood have in common. That's right. They're all superstitions. But since superstitions are only the children of ignorance, in this world of expanding knowledge, nobody really believes in them anymore. Or do they? And if anyone does, surely the calm, clear logic of 20th century science could illuminate, banish, and defeat the dark clouds of superstition. Or could it? Listen and decide for yourself. Two hours overdue and he isn't hollering mayday over our emergency radio digger. It doesn't look good. That front that went barreling through under us? Well, he could have gotten caught in that. And ditched? Was a rum go for a while. Better hang on the pipe just the same. Well, how it looks right now, that poor guy might have bought it. mystery drama, Taboo Means Death, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin, and stars Russell Horton. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. out of today's headlines. Some of it you may remember. It shouldn't be too difficult to tempt you to listen to it since in order to do so, you must travel with me the South Pacific to the island paradise of Western Samoa, Upolo. The capital of Western Samoa is Apia, a sleepy little port town whose main claim to fame is a hotel named Aggie Gray's. It is one of those special spots for travelers which dot the world. Their claim to fame? Haunt them, and sooner or later you will meet anyone or everyone you knew. Mac! Oh, Mac Calder! Huh? Who, who? Tigger! Tigger <laughs> Brown! Hey, right. man, what brings you to Samoa? This is my territory, Yank. What brings you here? Um, this and that. Business? Uh, not exactly. Oh, I read you loud and clear. I won't cry. How do you like the fear fear? The what? The entertainment you're watching. Oh, oh, it's uh, it's great, super. I uh, I was just trying to figure out what kind of short long johns the guys wear under their skirts. Skirts? Oh, I see. I've got to educate you, Yank. First of all, the skirts are called lava lava. Uh-huh. Everyone wears them, men and women. Now, the long johns are something else again. Only uh, the sons of the chief wear them. Mm. They look like Spider-Man. What is it? Some sort of woven material? Well, it's a garment none of them ever can take off. 
a tattoo needled right onto the skin. From above the waist to below the knee? That's right. Oh, man, I bet that hurts. No, too right. Well, why? Do they really believe that stuff in this day and age? You better believe it if you want to hang around the islands. Yeah, I... I don't. I want to get out of here as fast as I can. That's why I'm here. Oh, that's a bit contradictory. Uh, you want to shed some light? Uh, only to someone I can trust. Hmm. Think I've changed that much in such a short time? Nah, nah. Only I, I don't see how you can help. Well, want to give it a whirl? Eh, at least you're someone I can talk to. Eh, fire away. Uh, not here. Is there uh, somewhere else? Uh, sure, sure. I uh, have a room in the quiet sector of Aggies uh, over the garden where all you can hear are the birds sing and the mangoes drop. Well, after I graduated from UCLA, I came on home and had this chance to go into training and get checked out on multi-engines. So, here I am, a lowly lieutenant co-pilot flying for NZ Airlines. How about you? Well, my dad died suddenly. I sort of took over the business. Oh, no more flying? Oh, sure. Dad and me have a, uh, had a private plane. And then there's the company jet I get a shot at handling now and again. <laughs> when I can find time. Oh, big wheel in the business world, eh? Mm, somebody had to take over, Digger. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about your father, Mac. Well, so, what brings you down here to Samoa? A girl. Ooh, she must be some Sheila to bring you 8,000 miles. Now she is. Well, you know her, Digger. I do? Yeah, yeah. You remember Noah Lani? Noah Lani Matama? Ooh, she'd be hard to forget, especially here on Apollo. Hey, is that what brought you to our side of the globe? The big fear for you? Oh, I don't know what you mean. Noah Lani's wedding. She's got to be married next week. Mary. So that's why she stopped. Digger, you've got to help me. I, uh, I never knew, Mac, that Nonny and you, well, I mean, you dated around and all that, but, but I, I never reckoned it anything serious. Why not, Digger? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, sure, we all went to the university together, but Nonny... Well, I mean... I mean, Noah Lani was special. Because she was Samoan? Because she was a princess. Royalty. <laughs> well, m maybe in your frame of reference, that doesn't mean so much. It doesn't mean a damn. She's the girl I love, and I want to marry. It looks a bit... Well, a bit late for that, Mac. Why? She can't marry anyone but me, Digger. Her... Her letters were full of plans for our marriage until they stopped coming. Well, maybe the lady changed her mind. Oh, no, I'll never believe that. Somebody, her parents, must have stopped her from writing, or, or else they kept my letters from her. Digger, that wedding has got to be stopped. You've got to help me. Mac, old bloke, this isn't America. You mess around with island people with an ancient way of life and customs neither me nor you could understand, and you're asking to get your, your head handed to you in a basket. I'll take my chances. No, no, count me out. I don't want anyone laying any curse on me or worse. Oh, come off it, Digger. I've never seen you run scared. Well, you're seeing it now. Well, anyway, I won't be around. I've got to pull out of here tomorrow for Fiji with my crew to pick up a flight down from Mandy to Auckland. You know, I am a working stiff, you know. Okay. Do one thing for me, Digger, huh? Oh, what? Well, you know the ropes here. I, I can't even locate Nani. No one will tell me where she is. 
Will you, will you find her for me? Well, yes, at least I can do that, chum. Maybe I can even arrange for you to uh, have a talk somewhere. surveillance? Well, who is it? The FBI? CIA? I believe that we are not alone. That we are watched. That they can see but not hear. So, let me talk. Be my guest. California was one thing. A never-never land. I was just money. And life was very wonderful. Very simple. It was our life. And we promised each other it would be forever. graduate of UCLA in liberal arts. You can't suddenly come back to a scattering of tin-pot little islands and bury yourself in the Middle Ages. Oh, I wish I could be as sure of that as you are. What do you mean? Huh? Wash out a thousand things. Old ties, family history, my personal beauty, which I could never explain. Cut it all down to tapui. Tapui? What you would call taboo. Are you trying to tell me I'm taboo for you? Yes. Is that the way you feel? It isn't my decision, Mac. Can't you understand? It is a whole way of life. Look, this is the 20th century. It doesn't matter. I can't marry you. Why not? It is not my decision. Well, whose decision is it? Because I am a princess. The village council. Well, now, who in heck are they to interfere? To keep the bloodlines clear. It is their right. What bloodlines? I am Samoan. Nani... 
I am getting you out of all this. Let's go, right now. I can't, Matt. Of course you can. You don't understand. The marriage has been arranged. I am a princess in a family of royalty. I can't let them die. Sure you can. Just let me show you. You can't make it that simple. Oh, can't I? No. Because you don't know what is involved. You've already told me. I can't explain all the centuries of custom and everything behind it. A whole other world. So? You step out of it. I can't. Why? It is why I agreed to see you today. Because I am under a curse. Uh, what? If I should marry you or go with you, we would go only to death. Who says? The later has spoken. He has pointed the bone. If we try to be together, we cannot fight the gods. We are condemned. Oh, honey, you believe that nonsense? It is hard for me, back now in this strange world, to know what I believe in. Can't you just believe in me? It is all I ever want to. But... What is it? I don't want to bring you disaster. And without my mother's agreement to us, I would be so afraid. So? Let's talk to your mother. Talofa. Uh, Talofa. Welcome to my home. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I don't know how to call you. I am the mother of Noalani. Yeah, uh, that doesn't help me know the form of the dress. Uh, Does it matter? We have little to say to each other. I'm sorry to hear that. I I want to marry Noalani. She has been promised to another. Doesn't she have any choice? No. I'd challenge that. If you want. It is a gamble. What do you mean? How strong is the desire? How does it meet the wheeling of the stars? Is it accepted by fate? And are you brave enough to face death? Oh, I'm sorry, but you speak in riddles. Noelani is the last of her line. Tueto, to whom she has been promised, is also purebred. They are chosen by the stars, selected by Tane, their great god. If the promise were to be broken, Tane would send Tairoa, god of the winds, and Para, the goddess of fire, to haunt you. Are you ready to challenge all our gods? For Noelani? Yes. For Noelani? Oh, for yourself? No, for her. We love each other, Your Majesty. Nani's happiness lies with me. You are not of our blood. Majesty, princess, mother, whatever I should call you, what are all these ancient prejudices? It's a new world. And, and blood crosses blood and makes the ties that bind everyone together stronger. We're one world today. I cannot cross my gods. I cannot protect you. Most of all, I cannot protect my daughter. The Tylatus has pointed the bone. If you and Noelani should try to find life together, you are doomed. The gods have spoken. Your gods, maybe. Not mine. 
It looks as though we'll just have to find out which is stronger. The battle lines are drawn in an age-old conflict. The ways of yesterday against today's. It can happen in any society. And we have our ethnic divisions in every major city and half the towns across the continent. But there is one element here that makes it all a little different. A curse, an ancient civilization, and the threat of strange gods beyond our Western comprehension. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Alfred Lord Tennyson who wrote, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. But to be in love and have the reason for losing so antiquated and unreasonable as Mac Calder faces is a very special agony, a determination that under no circumstances will he lose. First, convince Noelani of that, and then find the way. We've got to talk, Noelani. Not here. Now, watch. What did my mother say? Well, she's not against us exactly, but... Uh, look, wh- where can we talk? When? The sooner the better. T- uh, tonight? Not at night. That is impossible. This afternoon, I must go to market and up here. Can you find me there? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what about the big clock steeple? I could meet you there before sundown. But why, darling? Because... By then, I'll have a plan for us. A plan? Yeah, to get away. Shake off the past. Find our own future. Isn't that what you want? I want it. But how can it work for us? Now, I could have a cab waiting, and we could duck out and head for the airport, catch the next plane out wherever it was headed. You think my family, my brothers, would allow me to do that? Or anyone else? Well, you have your passport. It's still valid, isn't it? True, anywhere, yes. Well, then? First of all, I have to get away from some more. If I want to. <laughs> that is not so easy. Oh, because you don't want to. I don't know what I want. Oh, to be with you, yes. But not to destroy you. Honey, let me worry about that. It isn't that simple. Oh, make it that way. But can you meet me just before sunrise at Palaga Airport? You know, right by the golf course, east of Apia. I know, I know, but why? Well, I'll charter a private plane. There'll be no one to stop us there. We'll fly to New Zealand to be married. And take it the way it comes from then on. You would risk that for me. I'm not worried about your brothers or the family. They'll come around once it's happened. It isn't just the family. You mean all that uh, mumbo-jumbo about the gods? Oh, darling, forget them. Their day has been and gone. They can't touch us. I want to believe that. You better believe. And promise to meet me at Falaga. May all the gods help us. But yes, I promise. Nani? Nani? Darling? Oh, Matt, I'm here. Oh, I just about given up. I thought you weren't coming. Just about did give up. The weather. It's not a good omen. Ah, it's nothing. Just some rain and a light cloud cover. We'll be out of it 5,000 feet and it's a cinch the rest of the way in. You have a plane? Yeah, a Cessna 172 high wing. 
There she is, all set and ready to go. That little thing, it can make it all the way to... Where are we going? Auckland, New Zealand. We'll be married there right after we land. And then we'll grab a 747 or DC-10 for the little old USA. I still don't see how a little plane like that... I have extra wing tanks just in case, but it'll be no sweat. Trust me? If I didn't, would I be here? I promise you, Nani. You're never going to regret this. As God is my witness. I want to feel the same way. I just hope my God will smile on us, too. Hey, don't pay attention to the sound effects. We're going to leave all that behind. And head right into the eye of the storm. Honey, forget it. We're walking out tall. You can count on it. Passengers sorted out. We're flying light if we fly. Do we? Now, what does that mean? The weather. Oh, no sweat. We'll get above it most of the way into Auckland. Uh, still, better keep your passengers belted in. You know, it could be a bit choppy. Well, you better get on up to the flight deck. Your pilot's with That you, Digger? Lieutenant Brown, model co-pilot, reporting to the flight deck, Captain Jameson. Yes, I can do without the commandant. Everything ship-shaped back there? Sure, sure. We're flying pretty light. You know, you could shoot possums back there without ever getting near the passenger. (laughs) If we're flying. What's that mean? Well, did you get clearance from the tower yet? Not yet, but we will. Weather looks a bit rough. Yeah, we'll be out of this by 10,000 and have it clear all the way into Auckland. Well, we still might get a lot of chop on an electrical winger like this. Yeah, we'll leave the seatbelt sign on. And that is Mickey. Good old DC tabs. <laughs> they can fly through anything. Too right. But I pity any light craft that's had to climb over this. It'll take a real beating on the way up. Here we go. What's your ETA? Corrected for New Zealand time, unless we run into a wind change, which is it up in about uh, 1630 hours.
about uh, 1,600 hours. What is that in ordinary time? Oh, yeah. Four in the afternoon. It seems so long. What's the matter, Nani? Don't you feel better? Oh, yes. It's nice and smooth now. It seems sort of endless. Just clouds and swirls of air. As if we weren't moving at all. You know what I mean? Mm, sort of, perhaps. It's also mysterious, changing. How do you know where you're going? Oh, I got the trusty old ADF. ADF? Automatic direction finder. Oh. Without that, we could really be in the soup. Well, which, which is it, Matt? Which the that dial there. See? Oh, yeah. Tells our heading exactly. As soon as we get close enough to New Zealand, we can lock on by radio and ride the needle straight in like getting tucked into bed. <laughs> simple as that. Uh, simple as that? Well, that's anything went wrong. And then? Oh, we don't think of that. Why should it go wrong? Well, I can think of so many reasons. Hey, 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 forget it. We're out of your old world of vengeful gods, princes, and all along. This is the 20th century. They don't exist. All we need is a simple little old computer and we're home free. What's that? Oh, it's a little early, but I'm just trying to pick up Auckland Radio Center, get a fix of just where we are. That's funny. It should be within their range by now. There's something wrong, isn't there? What could be wrong? We're lost, Matt. Tell me the truth. Are we? Of course not. I, uh, must have the wrong frequency. Two more years of this digger, and I'm up for pension. Hmm? Oh, where are you? On autopilot, too? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking about that chum of mine in Samoa. Oh, the one with the royal princess? Ah, uh, <laughs> the one without her. Ah, he's better off. He was flirting with trouble. Now, uh, what were you saying? No, nothing much. I was just thinking two more years I can duck out of the old NZ Airlines and take it easy. Oh, not you, Barry. You dry up on the beach. Oh, I don't know. I've got this sailboat. Between my pension and a part-time job, I could get down below there and sail this bloody ocean instead of overflying it. A lot more fun. A lot more fun than flying? These big crates. Flying boxcars all done by computer. Cut and dried, hiking a DC-10. Not much thrill to it. This is Auckland Radio Center to TE-770Y. Do you read me? TE-770Y, I read you. What is your position? What ocean should we just pass, Digger? Number three, the Phantom. Fifty miles south of Ocean Ship 3. It goes. Easy as you go. Right on the front. But we have a spot of trouble. Name it. We have a lost aircraft, light plane, Cessna 172, two hours over two. She might be having trouble with his ADN. Why? Did he report it? No, but unless he's down someplace, why wouldn't he check in? You've got me. What can I do to help? Uh, would you like to uh, try him on emergency and see if we can raise him? Will do. I'll try and have something nice. Some silly joker and a paper dart got himself lost. Now we have to try to raise him. Ah, put up your feet, old charmer. Get your rest. I'll handle it. Now, uh, what's the emergency frequency? Uh, 2505. This 
message. TE770Y calling in Cessna 172. Do you read me? This is TE770Y calling in Cessna 172. Do you read? Looks like the cupboard is bare, Mother Hubbard. Uh, if he's in our area, any chance of a visual? Mm, no joy for me. You see anything? No, negative. We're at 33,000. He must be under 10. Who could see it? Two hours overdue, and he isn't hollering Mayday on the emergency radio. Doesn't look good. That front that went barreling through below us, yeah, he could have gotten caught up in that. And ditched. It was a rum go for a while. I'd better stay on the pad for a while. Take a chance we can raise him. But uh, two hours overdue, all in all. I'd say the poor guy might have bought it. plane with limited fuel adrift on the vast expanse of the South Pacific. That ocean with a deceptive name where storms and tornadoes and cyclones and wild disturbances sweep the blue waters and mount in weather towers to shock the air above. Is an ancient curse to wreak its revenge on two young people? I shall return shortly with Act Three. body of water in our world, some 63,801,500 square miles. The proverbial needle in the haystack would loom as large as the Empire State Building compared to a small plane lost in its vastness. And even Mac is having to admit at last that's what he is, lost. We might as well face it, Mac. We're lost. No. Darling, we have been. Ever since I decided to challenge the Tapui. Nani, let's cut out that nonsense. It isn't nonsense. I'm just so sorry I did this to you. Look, there's no real sweat yet. I still have a couple of hours gas in the tank. And sooner or later, I'll, I'll raise some on the radio and get a fix. Level with me? Sure, how? It's the direction finder, or whatever it is, is out of whack. We don't know where we are. We're hours overdue. We could be heading for the South Pole for all we know. It can't be that far off. I, I mean, I would have... You mean you don't want me to know the real truth? Darling, I do. It's all right. What does that mean? I never wanted anyone in my life but you. I'm glad I defied those old gods who came with you. Hey, Nani, don't cash us in yet. All of them. They made me feel the gods had set their faces against us. I know it isn't right. But it's how they made me feel. It's a kind of brainwashing. I wasn't strong enough to stand against it alone. It's, it's over. You can forget it. I thought I had. Until what has happened has proved them right. No, Alani. Darling. Now listen to me. Do you believe in those gods more than you do in me? Oh, Mac. What can I say? Would you be here with me now... If you did? No, I suppose. <laughs> I guess not. Then you believe in my God and us. Promise me? What can he do to save us? I don't know. 
killed. We'll shatter the old taboo and splinter all those old bigotries and superstitions and bring us home safe. Just, just believe, darling. That's all I ask. All right. I believe. I really do. What's that? The radio. Maybe we made a contact. Sesta 172, acknowledge. Who are you? New Zealand, the flight from Auckland, East 10. Are you lost? Yes, I think there's something wrong with the ADF. Do you know your position? Negative. How much fuel do you have left? Maybe two hours. Where are you? I could give you coordinates, but I don't think it matters. Uh, do you have us in view? Negative. Hey, uh, you sound kind of familiar. Who are you? Jigger! This is Mac. Mac Calder. Mac! What said you? Silly son of a cook. What are you doing starting up an air search? Well, you remember the friend of yours who had a Cessna? I borrowed it to sneak Noelani out of the islands. Did you got yourself lost, huh? Eh, Nani blames it on Tarofa and all his other old jobs. I kept telling you we had a few guys on our side, too. Now you came through. Okay, for our side, now, next thing. How do we put you home? Never sell a New Zealander short. I know you'll figure out some way, copper. Auckland Radio Center. The Cessna 172. Right. Where? Ah, that's the question. Well, do you have him in view? No, John. We're going to try to block him in. Will you stand by to help us and help at all channels? You have us all the way, but we have no other contact with him but you. Uh, how is he for fuel? Thumbs up so far, but it's got get sticky. We'll stand by you all the way. Over and out. Digger, Digger Brown. Could he reach us? Do you really want to know why, Noelani? Yes. Because there is a good God in heaven. And because these ancient bloody gods and curses are nonsense, and there is a way out of this mess. Okay, our shot, I bow to you. How are we going to locate this fly speck? Well, uh... We can guess by his fuel consumption he can't be too fast south of us. Mm, but we don't know what heading he's been flying on. So we've got to find out if he's right or left of us. How can we mark his longitude? By the sun. Oh. Uh, permission to take over, Captain? Yeah, I've been my guest. My problem was I didn't retire soon enough. Loud and clear. Okay, now, put your arm in front of you and measure how many fingers the sun is from the horizon. Roger, can do. Great. Now, I'm doing the same here. What do you read? Uh, two and a half, uh, three fingers. Oh, beautiful. I, I make it three. We can't be that far apart. What altitude is it? 
over you, eh? Ninety-five hundred. Well, it's thirty-three. Now, can you make us? Uh, no, I... Uh, no, nothing. Yeah. Don't try to blow a contract. Keep looking, and we're coming down to your level. Be right back to you. What's happening, Max? Dicker's bringing his big baby on down. They're going to throw a contrail we can see. What's a contrail? Oh, it's a kind of vapor a plane makes going through the atmosphere. Sometimes it crystallizes and makes a smoke trail. Not always? No. And if I can't see what? Yeah, maybe we can see the plane itself. Is there? Hardly a little plane like this one. There's a grain of sand on a beach. If the light hit us right, maybe. But uh, 95 chances out of 100, forget it. Then how can they find us? In God and the good people. Most of the time, we managed to squeak through. What's our altitude? Twelve thousand and dropping. Soon's the sun. Yeah. It's going to be dark pretty soon. You better contact your boy again and tell him how tight it is. Uh, Will do. This is Jigger again. We know you're in our area, but can't sight you. Uh, how's your fuel? Getting mighty low. I suppose you can't see us. No way. There's just uh, me, Nani, this plane, and 80 million miles of empty sea and sky. Uh, it is getting dark, chum. Uh, you're telling me. Uh, we have got to make contact. Now, listen. We're going to dump some fuel. You and Nani keep your eyes peeled for the trail. Now, we've already come on down to about your altitude, 10,000. Watch for the fuel dump. If you don't see it in the air, you'll see it on the ocean. Roger? Roger. Over and out for now. He didn't sight the fuel dump? No. It's too late to try again. The sun's gone. Barry? Patrick? We can't leave him to ditch. Another hour or so on whatever heading he's on and he'll run out of fuel and end up in the drink. Yes, I know. There's, uh, there's just one more chance. But, yeah, let me talk to him again. Ah, uh, Digger here. Do you read me? I read you. Now, I can't dump any more fuel. It's too dark for you to pick up our trail. Now, there's just one more chance. Hey, I'll grab whatever you've got. It's just a hutch. But I have a feeling we're not that far apart. Now, I'm coming down out of the cloud cover. You go down, too. It's almost dark now. As soon as it is, I'm turning up every damn light on this plane till we're glowing like a Christmas tree. Kevin. Landing lights, strobes, emergency, everything. So you better be like any one of the three wise men and follow yonder star. Merry Christmas, bloke. Sickness or health. 
every Christmas. Oh. Did you ever see a more beautiful tree? Oh, man. Tally-ho. Tally-ho, Digger and Barry, you gorgeous beauties. I have you in view. Then don't lose us. Don't worry. We're probably now taking down as far as we can to miss your cruising street, but don't you lose us. Just stay at my tail, and I'll ride you home in safe. Do we have enough gas to make it, Matt? With our luck, we just plain gotta have. Honey, God's been on our side all the way. in the beginning that most of this was a true story. The small plane landed with bone-dry tanks. Five minutes more and the engine would have failed. Of course, the pilot was alone and the rest of the story was imaginary. But wasn't it much more fun to imagine that this was the way it really happened? I'll be back shortly. I read a fascinating story that should make an evening on Mystery Theater, except that life or truth, though it can be stranger than fiction, doesn't quite fill out an evening with incident enough to keep you listening. So, if we borrow a little fiction sometimes to pique your interest, do you mind? Our cast included Russell Horton, E.V. Juster, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. I'm sure General Pepperwell was very proud of you. And good night to you, Cousin Elbridge, President of Frosh University. And sleep well, Cousin Josiah. And you... Is that whistling again? inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.